0: Welcome to the GovComs podcast, bringing you the latest insights and innovations from experts and thought leaders around the globe in government communication. Now, here is your host, David Pembroke. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome once again to GovComs, the podcast that examines the practice of content communication in government and the public sector. My name's David Pembroke. Pembroke. Today we're stepping back to 2016 to a conversation I had with a very smart and interesting person who I met at Content Marketing World in Cleveland. His name's Martin Skipney, who was the head of city communications for the City of Vienna's press And Information Services. Martin started working for the city of Vienna as a press officer before becoming an editor in the Press and Information Services branch, eventually rising to the head of the city communications function. He'd also been head press officer for a political party in the Vienna State Parliament. One of the reasons that I reached out to Martin is because he had completed his executive master's in international media innovation management, which is really important because his thesis was on the necessary criteria, instruments, and processes that are needed to implement a municipality's content marketing strategy. There is lots of valuable insight in this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Let's go back now to my conversation With Martin Skibney. Martin, just about you, a little bit of personal stuff to start with. You began your career or your studies in political science. How was it that you transferred from political science across to communications?
1: Well, Basically, I was always interested in communications, and uh, especially uh, during my study, I also started to focus on kind of uh, communication approaches, not only in political parties, but also in municipalities. And at the end, I had the chance to combine this knowledge with uh, the practical work uh, at the city of Vienna when I started as a press officer for the Executive City Councillor for Urban Development, Traffic and Transport.
0: Okay, so you went straight from uni, straight into the City of Vienna?
1: Yes. There was just a short intermission in a a planning bureau, but I think uh, after uh, a half year, I got the chance to uh, work for the City of Vienna and I was very happy about it.
0: And when you look back now onto that time when you joined the City of, of Vienna as, and to where you are now. When you look back, what do you look back on and what sort of captures your attention from that time when you first began as a press officer at the City of Vienna? And maybe describe what are some of those changes that you've seen?
1: Well, I found it was a very, very useful experience because I could gather a lot of insights in all the different... or from from very, very different angles on the municipality and how the municipality works. It was very important to see how the political decision-making process works. It was a very important time uh, during my time as a press officer, but also afterwards as a press officer for the caucus uh, I was working for. Uh, and the changes I have seen were primarily um, connected to the Uh, to to, to the kind we are working with new media channels. So when I started working in the city of Vienna, internet was already important, but we hadn't this this clear focus on mobile uh, technology. This is something that uh, is a very disruptive technology, changed a lot of in our mind. So we try to optimize our media products since then to this kind of uh, technology to get our information, our services on smartphones, this was probably one of the most important changes.
0: Okay, now we'll come back to that because I think Um, as we dive a little bit deeper into your day-to-day experiences, I think there'll be a lot of insights there that you'll be able to share with our audience and things that they'll be able to take away and apply uh, in their day-to-day basis. But we first connected when you um, gave me a call and we had a conversation as it related to your study for for the thesis that you were doing into that, you know, what were the necessary criteria, instruments and processes to implement a municipality's content marketing strategy. Now, Just describe to me your journey towards content marketing. When did you discover it and when did you realise that it was going to be a a great system for helping to tell the story of municipal government?
1: Yeah. Well, as you know, uh, the the term content marketing emerged during the first decade of the millennium, especially in the English-speaking market. In The German-speaking market, it arrived uh, definitely later. Uh, well, I catched up the first uh, the phrase first in 2013, 2014 during a visit to the content marketing agency in Berlin, and at this time I thought, okay, this could be a very interesting approach. It could be very useful also for our daily work at the press and information services because uh, what we have seen so far is that the traditional media face a very, very, very intense crisis and that we should think about alternatives as municipal communicators about uh, how we can reach our target groups without relying on this middleman. So how can we cut out this middleman? So this was the time uh, back in 2014 when I thought, okay, uh, how can we use this approach uh, in our department? And at this time, I started to, to dive in a little bit deeper into what con- content marketing is, what it should be, how uh, are the, the typical uh, criteria shaped, uh, and also to compare them with our system. And it was the, the starting point for my math thesis.
0: Yeah, okay. And, and in that master's thesis, what, what surprised
1: you? Sorry, uh, come 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 again.
0: Um, when you started studying, uh, you know this yeah. this notion of ap- the application of the content marketing system. What actually surprised you that you weren't wholly aware of when you got started?
1: Well, I was really surprised by that. Uh, by defining content marketing according to some criteria, I found altogether 13 ter- criteria that are typical for content marketing. For example, old media, that every piece of content should have a call to action, that you should be consistent over time, that you focus clearly on your customers' needs and so on. And what I was really surprised by is that uh, our present information, our department uh, fulfills uh, 10 out of this 13 criteria, but uh, I wouldn't go so far to say that we uh, already use content marketing because there is one important thing missing, and that's especially in the field uh, of, of consistent uh, of consistent communicating this one story over all our media channels. This is something uh, that happens, especially at the intersection between the political level and the municipal level. And there we have definitely to uh, build a lot of more awareness than in the past and also to to get them uh, get the PR officers of the political officers in our boat and to show them, okay here are other alternatives Uh, mainly the workload of our PR officers in the political offices is uh, to talk to journalists to talk to traditional media but that content marketing provides uh, alternatives in communicating with your target groups and uh, delivering uh, the information they really need this is something where we have definitely to build a lot of more awareness than in the past. So how, how are you going with
0: that job? Because I think that's, that, that's an eternal lament. Um, even today, I was in a presentation with a, a, a large Australian government agency, and when I finished the presentation, that was the first question that was asked, is how do you get the attention of the political media officers to understand that there is more to life than speaking to the media? How have you gone about solving that problem?
1: Well, um, we started since uh, I've, uh, I finished my math thesis on, on I would say, on, on three levels to, to get them with us. We started on a strategic level and tried with the help of a, of a content marketing agency to define on a strategic level what our uh, narrative should be uh, in terms of, of of content marketing criteria, so we uh, created the so-called citizen journey. Um, citizen journey is, is comparable to the, the customer journey as we know it from marketing or also content marketing, so that you uh, know in which situation your customer needs, uh, to, which kind of uh, information that really helps him to 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 uh, satisfy his needs, uh, and we thought, okay, this should be also an, a journey our customers uh, or, or our citizens should take so that we now try to, uh, to, to work on, uh, for example, when you uh, want a passport or want your application for a kindergarten, that we ask ourselves, okay, in which situation uh, do our citizens need which kind of content so that it's going to be helpful for them and with this citizen journey we can identify also the point of sales the touch points with the municipality and so also the, the possible channels so we can deliver them the content they really need and to work on this strategy on an operative level this is the the time when we now uh, get in the, poli- the political offices and the PR offices so for example when we do something for a, a new product we want to launch, a magazine uh, in, the, in the economy field for small and medium enterprises. This is going to be, uh, in the next weeks, a very intense workshop, also with the political office so that we can work together on what are the needs of their target groups, what do they need from the city of Vienna, uh, how can we deliver it, how can the content be shaped so that it is really, really helpful and this is the way how we want to get them on board.
0: Okay. And how are you going with that so far? Have you been able to uh, convince them or start to get them to understand that perhaps um, a larger investment in content marketing is appropriate?
1: Well, uh, I don't think that's uh, such a uh, that's the only thing of the of the investment in terms of budget, because what we already have uh, is very. Uh, or are very, very powerful communication channels. So we definitely already have the design budget for own media. The thing is just that we combine it with this very specific approach of content marketing, not only to think uh, uh, sender oriented in terms of what do we want to tell our customers, but to think, okay, what is the need of our customers? This very customer focused approach uh, In communication is the decisive thing not so much to talk about about sender oriented messages so thing here is to combine this approach with our media channels on the one hand and so far it worked really well the the signals are from from every side very positive they're very interested in these things because they also see can't be the future just only to talk to journalists, talk to traditional media. They have another interest than we have. We want to reach our citizens. We want to convince them about our efficiency, about our work, and uh, traditional media, they want to maximize their profits. That's a fundamentally other issue and a fundamentally other goal they have. So the thing is that we have to make ourselves, in the long run, more or less independent, and that's the thing
0: what about in the area of advertising spending because another area of criticism or another area that sort of retards the growth of content marketing is the is the perceived need to spend money on traditional advertising be it you know television advertising radio advertising print mm-hmm. advertising are you in vienna seeing the same sort of focus or in europe are you still seeing that same reliance on advertising spending
1: Well, I think um, there is a shift in the balance between owned media budgets and advertisement budgets. I do really think for the future that both will exist because uh, content marketing or owned media are a very, very good way to build up long-term relationships, to build up subscribers, loyal customers on the one hand. But from time to time, it will be necessary to get... Uh, definitely a high awareness focused on one point, and therefore advertisement is a very useful thing. So I think uh, it we will see in the future a stronger combination between content marketing tools on the one hand and on the other other hand uh, campaigns with uh, the support of classic advertisement in the TV or in the print sector. But what I can see is that there is a shift. Uh, away from the traditional advertisement markets, not only in Austria. Uh, two weeks ago, a uh, very, very well-known publishing house announced that they will focus more uh, on content marketing and that they want to be the leader in the segment in Austria. Uh, so there, you can see uh, there is another that there is a change. There is a change process going on. Also in the German-speaking market in Germany, uh, C3 Code Creative and Content is uh, probably the, the biggest a content marketing agency uh, in Germany, and they bought recently uh, an agency in London. So they are uh, trying to expand their, uh, their, their 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 work and their, yeah, their field, field of expertise. So what we can see is, on the one hand, definitely a lot of more investments in the field of owned media in content marketing-related issues, on the one hand, but uh, advertisement will still play a role.
0: Now, in your thesis, you did use the city of Vienna as a case study. What recommendation, recommendations did you make to the city of Vienna to improve their content marketing strategy?
1: Well, as I've mentioned it before, um, one recommendation was definitely that, that we need another narrative for the strategic level. So the, this this kind of citizen journey that we have to focus on clearly what the needs of our citizens are in a specific situation. This is something that we've worked on for a few weeks, and uh, we are already now in the phase of presenting it to the decision makers and stakeholders in the municipality and this this thing is is going very well another thing is and another recommendation is that uh, we strongly uh, rec- recommended to develop a documentation strategy because we are producing a lot of content we are producing a lot of good content on uh, various media channels print digital and so on but the thing is with the documentation strategy uh, it's it's possible to to enhance the, the traceability of content aggregation and, con- and creation processes so that we can uh, based on the documentation documentation strategy uh, optimize the learnings and the findings out of our content production And another thing is that we are now trying to identify niche markets uh, where we as a city of Vienna can use our expert status uh, and build new audiences. So uh, niche markets, the uh, traditional media do not focus on because it's not uh, important enough for them. But for example, in the field of small and medium enterprises, uh, it could be a very, very useful thing to produce such a magazine or such a media product for us as a city because there we could focus very clearly on what are the supports, uh, what, what is the supportive role of the city of Vienna in this field and how can we be a service provider for these enterprises in our city.
0: Hmm. How difficult have you found it trying to harmonise uh, you know, across all areas of the city of Vienna This notion of the citizen journey, given that there's an experience from, you know, it might be economic development, it could be sport and recreation, it could be health. Um, You know, there are so many different areas that require uh, different approaches, different needs, different people who are interested. How have you gone about trying to grip up that very diverse audience groups into a sort of coherent approach?
1: Well, um, that's definitely the toughest, toughest thing because you don't have only a lot of to do with uh, different uh, f- specialized fields, uh, for example, sports, economics, and so on. You have also to do with uh, very different types of persons in these fields. So some of them. Uh, Get it really quick and fast to say, yeah, that's a brilliant, brilliant idea. Let's make this a thing. Let's make this citizen journey so that we have a good overview about okay, what are the needs and how can we be a service provider for these needs. Uh, on the one hand, on the other hand, the problem is uh, because um, time is always limited, and to get them uh, so far to say, yeah. Please invest a bit of your time to do this strategic work, which is, in my, in my opinion, definitely necessary. It's probably the, the hardest thing to say. Okay, invest a, a specific time amount of your of your time budget to do this work with us, because on the long run, it will pay off. We will see that, uh, and this is the nice thing about content marketing. You can make. Definitely every piece of content, measurable, measurable, hard word for me as a native. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you will see, okay, this content works or this content doesn't work. And on the long run, we will see that also the political offices, the, the CEO level in the municipality, they will benefit from this work and from this time amount they have invested just once a time. Yeah, so your
0: view is that as the content marketing program starts to produce the dividends, the, the measurable dividends, so as that people can see the results, that you will start to get more engagement and more uptake from multiple
1: areas of the City of Vienna? Definitely. It's always this uh, term of return on investment, uh, but uh, I think that's the... Uh, it's That's the tipping point where we can convince them that content marketing initiatives, if you want to call it content marketing, or maybe with another term, the problem is at the moment uh, that there is no uh, universally accepted definition. uh, Although your definition is a very, very good one. And uh, I used it also for my master's thesis. But uh, the thing is to illustrate how the process works to illustrate the benefits and the advantages of this whole process. And then I think it would be a lot easier to convince internal, especially internal stakeholders in the municipality, in the municipal PR, that this kind of uh, communication strategy is definitely uh, a Mm future-oriented communication strategy.
0: One of your other recommendations, which I think was of interest to me in particular, was this notion of locating the, the public relations, media relations, content marketing capability much closer to the leadership of, of the organisation. Can you describe why you decided that that was a necessary step in order to have the City of Vienna adopt an approach to content marketing?
1: Well, uh, yeah, that was definitely one of my recommendations, but we didn't make it so far <laughs> internally. <laughs> no, uh, I, I think we are in a very good position uh, as a uh, department within the uh, municipality because we are the the only one... Um, expert department that deals with uh, all the questions around uh, communication, and we have a lot of tasks around consulting, issue management, coordination, uh, internal communication, so a lot of outstanding uh, tasks that the other departments don't have. But the thing here is that uh, basically, yeah, uh, the communication department should normally be as close as possible to chief executive officer to the top management level, just because There are so many questions related to uh, fundamentally strategic issues uh, in content marketing. So why are we doing this or uh, why are we serving these target groups? And these are questions that only the the top management level could answer. Uh, And that's the reason why I recommend that the the Department for Communication should be as close as possible to this uh, top management level. But as I've said it before, it's not... The, the decisive thing for us as present, present information service because uh, when we have a, a close look at the his, history and, and, and the development of the history of our department, we have very, very many uh, informal ways to steer and to play a role as advisor to uh, get the answers on these questions. So why are we focusing on this or why uh, why are we communicating in this way and these things and Therefore, the, the positioning in our case is not the decisive thing. Okay,
0: so you had a win with in and around the, the citizen journey and having people to understand that strategic level narrative and understanding and satisfying the needs of citizens, and then crafting content um, to meet those needs. And obviously, I'm sure there is distribution elements there as well as measurement and evaluation. You didn't have as much success in terms of getting, you know, the content marketing function. Uh, more closely, uh, physically located, I suppose, next to the CEO. But what were some of the other recommendations that have been accepted?
1: Well, for example, one recommendation that has been accepted was that definitely that we have to avoid content silos. Uh, we have uh, many, many, many um, uh, meetings within the city of Vienna. Uh, one recommendation was definitely a closer coordination between the political level. And the content production level. Uh, and we've, uh, that, that, that was already before I did the, the thesis, but it's just uh, such an important uh, part in this whole content marketing structure that you have one core team, one editorial core team that has an overview about the whole content production that's going on in the city. And we've uh, done it uh, two years ago with the so-called Stadtredaktion which is uh, the, the editorial core team in our city it's in permanent, in permanent contact with the political office we have a clear overview about the web pages we produce we have an overview about the planned advertising campaigns uh, we have weekly meeting with the press offices and one very important thing by doing content marketing as a municipality is that you have Uh, this kind of uh, permeability between uh, these content sectors and that they don't only work on their own.
0: How far or how would you rate your ability to be able to integrate content marketing into your approach? How how, how far away or how how far along are you on the journey?
1: Well, uh, in terms of percent, I would say that we are maybe... 80, 85 okay. uh, percent, wow. so that we could call it corner marketing. I think the biggest challenges we have to face now are are on a strategic level. On the one hand, so we, that we're really that we will be able to to uh, distribute one notion, one idea, one uh, communication idea uh, through all our channels at the same moment, consistently over time. This is definitely the one main challenge for the near future and on the other le- level, um, the uh, process of the findings and learning. So the evaluation process so that we can uh, permanently evaluate our content. This is something that has a lot of to do with te- technical stuff. With content marketing and uh, not content marketing, content management systems with um, monitoring tools, and there we are working on, with our IT department, with our um, online department, uh, to set up a new uh, content management system for the city, uh, so that it would be a lot of easier uh, than now to evaluate the content that's being produced. On the one hand, on the other hand, also to um make a closer connection between external and internal communication so that we all have in the city um the same uh, content management system and can work in in one environment and this is something that has a lot of to do with the uh, technical stuff but this is definitely the the second challenge we have to face
0: yeah and how's that going for you because that notor- that's obviously a a vexed issue complicated issue with security with privacy um, with other requirements, other needs. You know, it's it's genuine, generally quite a complex task to be able to bring digital ICT and content together. So what advice do you have for people to be able to try to you know, marry up the, the content with the, the technology stack that's required to deliver those
1: experiences that you need for citizens? Well, one advice is definitely that you need a lot of tolerance in this process. <laughs> that you uh, need to focus as a team on this one single goal. That you uh, don't lose your mind in this process. Now, uh, honestly, it has a lot of to do a lot to do with. Um, with coordination between security and communication issues, so especially working together with the IT department and with the IT staff normally in answering questions about okay, how secure, how safe is this technology? How can we use? And on the other hand, from a communication perspective, you know, normally ask other questions, not the security questions. You ask, okay, what is the user experience? what uh, kind of design we need so that it's smoothly that we can deliver it in a convenient way so these are fundamentally different issues normally and the thing is that you set up a, com- communica- uh, a coordination process over time so that you can uh, share your uh, different understanding of this system and com- or build a consensus over time uh, we are already now um, in a good way. So we will launch uh, the first pilot phase uh, in April to see the first uh, content products, the first platforms uh, based on this new CMS. Uh, but the process we went through was long. So I think uh, two years ago was okay, the starting wow. point. And uh, it has also a lot of to do with uh, budget because yeah. uh, this technical stuff is also is always very expensive. And uh, you need a lot of external contractors to uh, set up and uh, install these these this programs and this software. So uh, we were in the lucky like, situation that there, there was this 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 clear goal, this clear task from our CEO level to say, yeah, okay, we need this kind of system. And also, our chief information officer uh, was a very important part in this process. Uh, in, in terms of being a, cat, a, cat, a what's the term, a, or a cataly- yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Just catalyst, just to for change. just to yeah, catalyst for change, just to um, encourage uh, our team to work very fast and focused in this whole process. You've been listening
0: to the GovComs podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate and subscribe to stay up to date with our latest episodes.